Hey, everybody. Welcome to take two, take three of episode number 127 of the Punk Till I Die podcast. Neil, it is, it is amazing. We've been doing this so long and we are still have we still have so many technical difficulties. Well, the funny thing is, though, I mean, I, like you said, if we'd had these difficulties when we first started, we might not have even got through two episodes. But um, <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know what's happened. This two as one twenty seven is just cursed, I guess. I, yes. I don't know what's going on. So we're a little we're a little late getting to you, which, you know, a while back, a couple months back. So I'm going to take the responsibility. I'm going to take the blame for this because we had quite a few shows in the can and I kind of pushed Neil. I'm like, let's get those out there. Let's get them out there. So they're fresh because I didn't like having a guest on and then having to sit on it for two or three weeks, you know. Right. So everything now, everything now you're getting is fresh. But we don't have the, yeah, we're just, we've been very busy and we've been very frustrated by technology. And uh, yeah, we're having a hard time getting episodes out, yeah. but we will, we'll do better. We're, we're, so we're actually using a different, a different online system today. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. At this point, it's like fuck Skype. So we're actually using Zoom today, which yes. I, I, from what I, from what I can hear right now, anyway, it sounds much, much better. So I agree. Um, yeah. So that's good. Well, and um, it's, it's, it's always great too, when, because, and this hasn't happened a ton, but like when we know we're going to have a guest on and then we still can't get our shit together and we're sort of like fumbling around trying to, and I'm like texting like, Oh, well, just give me a minute. We'll try yeah. to figure this out. You know? So. Well, my the last the last the last straw of this was going to be if I if we still if I still couldn't get you after Zoom, I was actually going to suggest I just call your cell phone as if you were a guest. <laughs> there you go. And that's how I was going to do the show. I just wander around my living room, like yeah, making eggs. And, yeah, yeah, there you go. yeah that, that would work. Um, so, yeah, so we did try to record this show on Thursday and we got about 15 minutes in, but the quality was just so poor that it was just like we weren't going to inflict that on our on our good listeners. Right. Well, and you know, listen, a lot of our jokes are very timely. If you can't get them the first time, <laughs> if you have to repeat them, it just loses its magic. Yes, it does. So hopefully we'll still do it. Because it was, uh, that, yeah, that's the annoying thing. The show on Thursday was actually going really well, but the goddamn internet just kept dropping like every fucking two minutes. It was really, really frustrating. So anyway. All right. Think- well, listen, Neil. So where, where can people get a hold of us? Where people can get a hold of us at punctilidie 77 at gmail.com or you can if you are if you belong to Facebook, you can um visit us there, punctilidie uh it's punctilidie 77 is no it's just punctilidie podcast. Punctilidie podcast. See, that's why Facebook. I'm the announcer, Neil. I, yeah. I throw it to you one time and it's just well, the funny thing is you keep saying that, but I don't think that's right. Because when I look at our group on Facebook and I look in the address bar, it does say punctilidie 77 well podcast or something like that. Yeah. I know that if you put it in Facebook, Punk Till I Die Podcast, it pops right up. And and if you put in Punk Till I Die Podcast group, then it pulls our little group up. I tell you what, if you're not on Facebook, you're smart because it's a huge waste of time. <laughs> and I never feel good about any amount of time I spend on there, which is way too much. But our group is fun. It's it's if if you need a if you need a reason to go on on Facebook, it would be to be in our group, not to yeah. not so that you know what the idiots you went to high school with are having for dinner. That's well, not that, a reason. That could be fairly interesting for like a week and then you block them. Uh, that's what i have that's what i have found you know um but uh but anyway yeah so we do well, obviously and the main reason i always the main reason i've had facebook over the main reason i've had facebook <laughs> hello <laughs> i mean i'm here i'm here it's, it's funny we can actually hear each other talking over ourselves better yeah. than usual so no, i was gonna say the reason i was at facebook was why i knew when bands were going on tour and now it's basically to know when they're canceling their tours <laughs> dude but, didn't, ain't that the truth yeah anyway listen enough, enough negativity neil let's i'm gonna i'm gonna have a real real strong segue here to the positive okay 
I'm, I'm going to segue to to what I'm going to call the feel good hit of the summer. Oh shit! What would that be? Summer's almost over, I guess, but it's yeah, still it the is. feel good hit of the summer. You know, you and I are you know you and I are like a band in most ways, you know. But once in a while, we have to kind of break out separately to do our own particular creative pursuits, right? Yes. Yes. So when you I were here, when you were just, here, visiting... just just FYI, everybody, I have no idea where Tom is going with this. <laughs> Good. <laughs> That's even better. Clue. Not a clue. That's even better. Yep. Go ahead. Well, so when you were here visiting me about was it about a month ago now? Uh, yeah, month, right? it was. It was the sixth of sixth uh, of uh, yeah August. So we went to a little brewery over in Holland, and I was drinking a beer that was called Careless Whisper. Does oh, shit, that's a... where he's going. Okay, does any of this it. ring a bell, Neil? Does it, this does. Ring a bell? it does. It does. It does. So I, uh, of course, you know, you were making fun of me for drinking Wham beer or it, it was or George Michael beer or whatever. <laughs> and I uh, started singing a few bars of the great mid-80s, you know, slow dance ballad, Careless Whisper. And one of our ingenious listeners put it to music. And I think a lot of you have probably heard it, but I think this is the funniest, funniest thing you'll hear in a while. So it's, it's, uh, it's features me on lead vocal, which I wish I would have known that he was going to do this. I would have, you know, done more of the vocal. You would have done more effort, put in more effort. Yes. Yes. Even though, honestly, if it was more than like the minute long that it is, it probably wouldn't be as good. Right. Right. That's true. Don't really. I mean, I, I missed the sax solo, but Nevertheless, so anyway, let's let's start out with playing that, Neil. Now I'll read the letter from uh, from the guy who did it. But so this is this is me doing uh, the great uh, Wham song, "Careless Whisper." I hope you enjoy it. Yes, yes, yes. Tom Trauma, "Careless Whisper," and then Tom started singing a George Michael song, which it was, was Wham. I'm never gonna dance again. Guilty feet have got no rhythm. Though it's easy to pretend, you know I'm not a fool. I'm never gonna dance again. Guilty feet have got no rhythm. Though it's easy to pretend, you know I'm not a fool. Michael is sitting across from me. Why? Because I'm wearing a, a loincloth? Yes. There you go. That was Tom doing uh, with this beautiful rendition. Of, and you're kind uh, of like a weird background vocal noise, yeah. like disgusted noise. <laughs> yes. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like I was, just like I was that night, I believe, because the bartender yes. was looking at you like you were mental. And uh, I was like, well, yeah. listen, Neil, I've been, I've been long, I've been really trying to right. find a project to do with george michael that didn't involve a glory hole in a men's room so it's nice to <laughs> finally collaborate even though he's beyond the grave now right good god all right if you say so anyway yeah so anyway if you have any if, if anybody has any other suggestions for 80 songs they'd like me to cover i'm really open to it i'm thinking about doing a whole album of this yeah maybe do like a seven a seven inch with like 23 one minute songs on or something well, i guess i guess you and uh you and you and dick mandels can do uh some a brian adams song next perhaps Dude, he likes like the '90s Brian Adams. I'm all about the '80s Brian Adams when I was a kid. I can't imagine liking it as an adult, but you know what? That's between Dick and his wife and his mandals. <laughs> so <laughs> that's by by the way, for those that don't know, that's one of our longtime listeners, Richard. So hello, Richard. So we so the, the guy who did that that amazing mix, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. If you hang around long enough, we will make fun of you in the podcast, which I know a lot of you enjoy. True enough. Yes. So we, uh, so so the guy who did that mix is a guy named Ryan Levson, Neil. Okay. 
and he wrote us a letter to go to go with it and uh, it's very insulting this is the opening line yo liver spot deal and <laughs> traumatized stuff well, I am traumatized now, I have to say. Yes, liver spot Neil. That's 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 great. That's, you can use that to tra- that's my new name. Thank you. Transition in your old age. All right. Man, for some old guys, you sure make a great yes, man. For some old guys, you sure make a great podcast. For real, though, you have a great show, and I'm kicking myself for waiting so long to start listening. Like many, I listened and occasionally still listen to the punk news show and always dug Tom the stories and opinions. Plus, Neil's letters always killed it on there. I finally started listening to PTID around episode 96. Wow. And I'm still going through the back catalog of the shows. I'm at episode 41. And so far, you guys are taking the quarantine way better than I thought. Well, mm-hmm. keep listening. Eventually, we sort of lose it. Think, <laughs> yes, right? indeed. Yeah. So anyway, the guys from Davenport, Iowa, got a history in BMXing and skateboarding. And he actually sent us some music from his old band. So when we do another show where we play listener bands, we will certainly play Ryan's, Ryan's bands. What was, what, was says, the name, what was the name of his band? I don't even know if he says. Hmm. He said, I've been playing guitar and doing bands the last 25 years or so, most on the heavy hardcore sound. I'm sure you will hate it. That's oh, cool. here's here's another interesting interesting tidbit. Three of us carriers at my local post office have a punk band, and we're working on getting going. We have six songs that we're going to record soon. I'll send them when we get them done. He says he uh, had to grow up. To, he's, he's coming for uh, Mike the Mailman's punk till I die, number one mailman slot. Watch your yeah, back, Mike. Yeah, he is. I, I doubt Mike's nervous. Yeah. I think Mike could handle himself pretty well. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Anyway, I love that. I love that the guys are riding around those little trucks or uh, like walking around delivering records and listening to listening to us babble on. Yeah, I so. think I, th- I think Mike said he delivered a Dead Kennedys record to someone the other day. Nice. So, uh, yeah, he must have seen it. It was record shaped and got talking to the guy, and it was a ah. it was a Dead Kennedy. Yeah, it was a Fresh Fruit uh, reissue or something. I, I thought he's just so a typical cool. typical postman where he rips anything open that he thinks he might want. <laughs> that's coming from Tom, everybody. That was <laughs> yeah, not from yeah. me. So you can, you mm, can you a can, children's birthday card, which that's got a twenty in it. Yeah, yeah. good time. Just, just kidding. You can, you can cancel Tom's mail. Don't cancel mine. Okay. <laughs> just kidding. My mailman's the best. I love my mailman, and I'm sure Mike is a very honest mailman, and Ryan too. With his mad remixing skills, yeah. So anyway, okay. So what was the music with that? Because it's what did he record it in Garage? Band I have, I have no, I have no idea. It's like a heavy metal version of Wham. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's 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 everything you'd ever dreamed of, Tom. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I said, send some requests and I'll I'll sing. I, you know that mid eighties. I was like 12, 13 years old. That was my that was my era, man. I know all those songs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, yeah. So Neil, I'll tell you what, man. We're going to talk about a little bit of our adventures. We're going to talk about a little bit of stuff that's going on. Why don't you, uh, I don't know what your music theme is this week, but you want to play us a song before we get into some stuff? I think you do. And especially when you hear uh, my my first song, you will know exactly what, uh, what my theme mm, is. Um, I am going to start off with, I don't know if we've played the Cockney Rejects on the show before. Mm, I, don't I don't know, know if we have, have. yeah but anyway i'm gonna play um a song off the classic uh first album greatest hits volume one um this is the cockney rejects with the song shitter hmm
Okay, Shitter there by the Cockney Rejects. Um, Tom, can you guess what my theme is going to be yet? Is it all feces related? It is all feces related. Indeed. Oh, very mature, very mature. Well, I had a, I had a sort of distinct theme uh, picked out, at least a, a one city I was sort of going to focus on, but I sort of changed my mind. So I'm, I'm going to go all over the place today. I am definitely probably going to get some complaints about the music I play today. That's fine. You know what? Have we ever Pretty worried? Have, have we ever worried about that in the past? Well, I was going to say probably going to get some complaints about my spirited take on Careless Whisper, but. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe people will love it. Maybe when I put out, but you know what? When I, when I put out my first solo album, I'm also going to call it Greatest Hits, and I'm also going to call it Greatest Hits Volume One. Greatest Tits is what you should call it, my friend. I mean, how ballsy is that? Not only are you putting out your first album, you're calling it Greatest Hits, but you're calling it Volume One, which would lead you to believe that there was going to be multiple volumes, right? Well, there was actually there was Volume Two, and then there was yeah, they got each one got worse. Each one got worse. Volume Two was pretty damn good, actually. Was uh, it? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I, I the only thing I have by the Rejects, and I know you would hate it. I have one of those like big thick CDs, like three or four different CDs, Ugh. and it has all their early stuff on it. And yeah, the early stuff is so good, and then it gets really cheesy, like bad '80s production, and then they sort of tail back around in the '90s, right, and kind of yeah. get back together a little bit. Well, their album they did like five, six years ago, East End Babylon, was one of their best ones in like 30 years. Um, so they have pulled it back together again, for sure. Um, well, they had they went through a weird like metal period because they were friends with the guys from UFO, I guess, like Pete Way and stuff. And nice. so they did. Uh, yeah, they started to go kind of metal. Uh, I can't think of what the album was called. Uh, anyway, it was well, but like the power and the glory, like the song, power and the glory okay. was on the edge, yeah. The power and the but glory, but the songs was... were okay, but the production was really, yeah. Well, that was when that, that, that was when they were turning, and the one after that, uh, was was straight up, was full on like bad metal. And, and Stinky's voice isn't, or Jeff, I should call him these days, right? Um, his voice just isn't good enough to do that kind of thing in the best will in the world. Uh, so, so well, I think what happened to a lot of these bands, I know at least the USA bands, I can't speak to the British bands because I don't really know exactly what was happening musically at that time. But a lot of the American bands were drawn towards metal because like in the mid eighties, it was so much money. You know what I mean? So a lot yeah. of them took their stab at sort of commercial metal success, gangrene, a lot of bands like, you know, that era bands. And then when that absolutely failed, then the punks will always take you back. Yeah, that's true. enough. You know, they're, yeah. very, they're very forgiving. You can piss all over them, but they'll always take you back. And you realize too, that's where you, that you, you know, you sold, Tens of thousands of albums, you know, tens of thousands of albums. Yeah. So, um, and now well, you'll well, sell tens of thousands of download and make tens of thousands of pennies. If that, actually, yeah, if that, you, might, yeah. you might make like, because who, who was it? Who was it just a few weeks ago that was complaining about that and said, Oh, no, it was, it was, it was Mike from Hip Shot Killer. I said, Yeah, you like that, you know, that point, you know, three cents per play. He's like, No, it's point zero zero three cents per play. Well, I think there was someone I know it was, it was somebody, a three one thousandths of a cent per play or something like that. It was it's insane. It, it was somebody famous who said they'd had someone like 10 million downloads of a, of a song or plays of a song or whatever. And he got a check for like 25 bucks or something. It, it was mm. it was something ridiculously insane. I mean, we don't have that you know? many very famous people on. I don't know. Oh, no, no, he didn't say it to us. He said, he said, he said it in a real interview on oh. in a real magazine. <laughs> I was say to me. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, just so I can uh, reiterate that. Uh, well, okay, so should I explain um, my, my uh, feces related song choices today? I mean, you can if you want. I mean, I've already been to work at the sewer this morning. Oh, there you go. Well, it all ties in. Yes. Okay, so for those that are approaching the age of 50, and this would probably be you, Tom, 
Um, obviously, I've been yes, I'm, while, I'm rapidly but, rapidly yeah. approaching that. Yes. Yeah. So, and people in the U.S. know this, but people outside the U.S. might not. Um, in the U.S., they recommend that anybody over the age of fifty, male and female, mm, that you now I know where we're going. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that you get a colonoscopy every. Uh, well, depending on what they find, it can be every five years or every ten years. Um, and for those that are not aware what a colonoscopy is, basically, basically, <laughs> they give you. They give you Neil right now is making up, making the finger through the, he's got his one finger pointed <laughs> straight out and he's making like an O with his index finger and his thumb. And he's like pushing his finger into the hole. Yeah. Basically what they do, <laughs> they, you know, you go into hospital, well, uh, a medical facility. How's that? Uh, and they give you an anesthetic and or, or a van like some guy's van <laughs> that might have been what they did for you tom but that wasn't a colonoscopy buddy. It, it, it had a handwritten sign that said free colonoscopy yes oh god this, this, this show. um but yeah they put you out and they basically put a long uh, a camera uh up your up your butt and into your colon and stuff checking for uh checking for colon cancer early signs of colon cancer because and it sounds funny but it's actually matchbox not, cars it's oh cancer okay yeah yeah it's it's it sounds funny but it it's actually it, it, it's actually it not. doesn't sound funny at all i mean there's nothing there's nothing particularly funny well no but it. no but there is they're not doing it for fun i mean because colon cancer i guess is called a silent killer for a reason uh you don't even know you've got it until it's too fucking late so that's why mm. they that's why they do this um so and the way it works is the day before they give you this solution to drink and it completely clears you out. And um, so then when you go in the next day for the actual procedure, then they can have a, you know, get right up into your small colon, large and whatever it is, wherever they're sticking that goddamn camera. Um, so they can get a clear view of everything, right? Mm. See if there's any polyps, and they'll cut them out if there are any polyps in there, and they'll be able to tell you if there's anything suspect up there, right? So, so they just cut them right out, like while they're up there. If it's a small polyp, yeah, they'll cut it out and then take it out for a biopsy, I guess, and then they see if it's cancerous or not. So that's that's what they do. Um, and so I had it done. I've been putting it off for years because uh, when do know, they I, recommend you get your first one you 50. are 50 you are 58 how, yeah they, when? they recommend at 50 that you start at 50 um you know and, and if you've got if you've got a family if you've got a family history of colon cancer probably maybe even earlier perhaps you know but uh i assume I you don't because don't. your parents both lived a quite ripe old age yeah my dad yeah. was 86 my mom was 93 yeah I, we didn't have a history of that but anyway i figured eight years was you know taking it past you know, so I went in and got it done. Um, did you get your results? I did. It was everything was clear. Yeah, Excellent. I was I was delighted. It was only in for like I was only under for like a half hour. The thing was really fucking quick, I guess. I mean, I was out, but uh, but the, the, the mm. procedure itself. Did they fine. give you multiple size cameras to choose from? Did you choose like a small, <laughs> large type of situation? But it was pretty weird because it was like, was Listen, like we're, we're, I feel like we're giving a, a little public health information here and, and we're we actually doing are. We're doing a good deed, so I hopefully that'll offset any off-color gay joke I may may or not make at at. Of course, uh, of course, you have been numerous times. Um, (laughs) No, it's it's all good. Listen, man, I'm I'm right there with you. I know, I know. It's just it's it's one of those things. If we can't make fun of ourselves, who can we make fun of? Now the procedure itself was no problem at all. That it was like I said, in and out within half hour. You know, you have to have someone take you home and shit. That was fine. But um, the bad bit. So they, I mean, they drug you up pretty good. Oh, we drug out. Yep. Yeah, you're out. Yeah, you're fully okay. out. 
and uh you know because so, otherwise you, they don't want you moving around while the scan rubs your ass like, you know <laughs> they don't want it to pierce, pierce your fucking large intestine or something right um uh, see that i'm gonna hold off on any joke that i might have made in that spot go ahead yeah but the 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 bad part of it was the drinking the solution the day before um because mm. i i would i just imagined it would be like a regular laxative or something right and you would do you would just go and go a lot but no this stuff is like fucking liquid drano um first mm. thing is it tastes like it tastes like ass it is like this thick gaggy sweet liquid uh, so is it the flavor or is it like the consistency it's all of the above it it just tastes nasty and you have to take just two bottles of it so you take one at like four o'clock in the evening and you take the next one at like 10 o'clock at night so basically that's guaranteed you're going to be shitting all night so you don't really get much sleep um and when i say it is uh, the way it was described to me it was high volume high velocity and i'm like oh yeah that's funny but yes <laughs> it is high volume high velocity it is, Velocity. it is like a fountain coming out of your ass city <laughs> yes mm. i mean <laughs> just just straight on no, uh geez how did i say that? it's there's no nothing solid at all it's all liquid <laughs> you should have uh taped a little bit of it audio oh, yeah we should have done a show wednesday night right <laughs> while i was on the shitter yeah <laughs> yeah exactly. so i mean the, the way our technology has been working i doubt it would have hurt yeah it, yeah might have been the same yeah stick it actually in the bowl that um, nice uh natural like ambiance that you get in the bathroom yeah <laughs> nice echo yeah exactly so I was I was sitting in there from like probably like eight p.m. to probably like three in the morning. So, as you can imagine, that wasn't very much. And you can't wow. eat the day before. You can't eat the day before at all. So you can't eat for. You probably 24. can't drink gin either, huh? Yeah, you can't. No alcohol, no food at all. Um, so you know, you, you go in not feeling too great. But anyway, um, mm. if I can give advice to anyone that's getting it done uh don't drink that liquid too fast because it'll just make you completely nauseous so you can just mm. you can space it out over like an hour taking taking a sip every 15 minutes or something you know but finish take take it all unfortunately and make sure you have baby wipes that is the important thing make sure you well you know what, what are these wet wipes wet wipes, how, not how baby much wipes. of this liquid is it do you said you had two because you were because you were texting me and you said you had one you had, had like one of them you had to drink two of them and yep. you had one left and you didn't think you're gonna be able to do it how big are we talking about here okay so the bottle of liquid it's called suprap was the stuff i took and it was a six ounce there was two six ounce bottles and you mix that with 10 ounces of water so it's basically you know mix it like 16 and, ounces yeah it's basically a pint and then you're supposed to drink two pints of water afterwards so you and the mistake i made I drank the first, I tried, I like gulped the first one down because I thought you had to. Um, so all that 16 mm. ounces of goop was just sitting in my stomach and just made me feel like I was going to throw up. Uh, so the second one I took much slower and it was the second one wasn't so bad. So, yeah. Uh, so, yes, it was that that was the worst part of it, like I said. Uh, but yes, you, make sure you have wet wipes because you're, you're going to be wiping your butt a lot and it's going to get sore. So, there well, you, you, hear, you heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> introduction so what, colonoscopy 101 yeah, all right yep. neil so what's what is the i mean i mean but everything's good i'm glad to hear that and yes as men especially yes men especially exactly and if we, you you know you're, you're, taking care of ourselves so these are things we need to be we need to do well, well especially have, especially if you're a listener of our show because we don't have that many and we can't afford to lose any of you yeah and we're, and we're all older right um yes. 
And it, but you know, it's especially important if you eat a lot of red meat and if you're a smoker. Mm. So those are kind of high risk. I love kind smoked, of things. I love right smoked there. meats. Does that count? <laughs> That's probably twice as bad. That's twice, <laughs> twice as bad. Now, because I because mine was negative, I don't have to go back for 10 years. But if they find anything, they sometimes tell you they have to come back in mm. five years to get a second one. So luckily, I don't have to go through this again for another 10 years. You, I, uh, I when I was uh, in Indianapolis uh, with Jake a couple weeks ago, I smoked a cigarette. First time in a long, long time. Like a whole, I smoked a whole cigarette. Oh, what was it? Marlboro Red? Nah, some crappy thing. Hmm. But uh, not very often for me. I, I was, I'm, an, I'm a reformed smoker. I smoked for over 20 years. Oh, you did? Oh, wow. Okay. Once in a while, that. I'll have, yeah, I smoked from my mid-teens until my late 30s, actually. See, I... Um, and I got, and, and, and it took me years to quit, and I used to be like, I couldn't have one. Like, if I had one, I was going to start smoking again. Yeah. Now, I really, it'll never happen. Like, like I, I probably have three or four a year. Okay. Well, that makes... Yeah, we have, a, we have a matter of fact, a friend of ours, I once I, once or twice a year, I'll go to Bumman off him. Our friend Cole, he's been on our podcast. He was in the lippies and... Oh, yeah. And stuff. Love Cole, yeah. Like he knows that I won't smoke a whole one, so I go to bum one off him. He'll literally just like hand me his, and we'll share it like a couple of high school girls. I'll just take like <laughs> I'll take like three puffs off of it and give it back. I'm like, yep, that was it. That was all I needed. Wow, that's so, uh, yes. yeah, yeah. So uh, thanks, thanks for those few puffs a year, Cole. I appreciate it, buddy. Yeah. Okay, that was kind of weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, you want to play another song regarding your uh, yes. Rectal- cleanliness yes i am gonna play um a song actually i think you played a song by these guys today as well i'm gonna play a song by the dillinger four um called honey i shit the hot tub (laughs) which i would have done if i had a a hot tub uh i might have done that because it basically gives you no warning either it's just suddenly like and there it is so anyway yep this is dillinger four with honey i shit the hot tub Dillinger for honey, I shit the hot tub. Tom, it sounds like you've got guests over there. What is going no, on? No, my daughter has finally made her way down from her room. Hey, congratulations, honey. You're positive. Mom got the email. 
she's positive. Who's this? Annie's got COVID. Oh dear. So she. Oh, I just not- broke it to her live. Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, she. Uh, no. It doesn't okay. matter. You. It'll be. It'll be fine in a few days. She's not sick or anything, but she just. Uh, so a lot of these concerts now are making you do like either you have to have the vaccine or the negative test. Yes, sir. So she and her sister wanted to go to a show at uh, a bigger show, like at the small arena here in town. And they, she went to get her test and she tested positive. Oh boy. I thought you meant like a quick positive. test, like a quick meant- test. So we yeah. weren't that super worried about it. Honestly, she had a little sniffles. That was it. But then she had to get a regular lab test, which like I said, my wife just texted me the results. So yes, looks like I may be home for creative pursuits for a week or so. Oh, wow. Well, we'll be able to record some more then. Yeah. See, we'll see, see. When, see, when you said she was positive, I thought you meant that she'd been listening to seven seconds or something. <laughs> It's like Posse Youth. No, (laughs) no, she's quite negative. (laughs) Well, they give her an excuse to watch season after season of Bones laying around the living room. So, anyway, oh, anyway, yeah, Bones is a good show. I like it. It is. It's a good show. I enjoy enjoy it too. Yeah, it's got uh, it's got Angel from uh, from Buffy in it. Yes, after about fourteen episodes in you know two days. Yeah. Um. So you want me to talk about my story a little bit? I mean, I I I had a little bit of fun going out and about. Sure. Yeah. Let's uh, let's after after my after my positive uh, yes health health, health update. Uh, yeah. Tell us about what you've been up to. I will say that my adventures don't Tom involve Ars. any my my uh, adventures don't involve any butt stuff. Neil, sorry to disappoint. Okay. Not you and Cole. Okay. Even though even though it was <laughs> it was very much a '90s. Well, it's funny because I guess I, I was talking about how people are probably going to complain about some of the music I play, but you know, I haven't been to much for shows. I had those three weekends in a row. Yep. including one where I probably picked up the COVID that my daughter just tested positive for, even though we're, we're going to have to figure that out probably. But uh, so I, I had been out running around three weekends in a row, man, had some great, great shows, but I hadn't really done anything locally. You and I went to that small show when you were in town. Um, so I saw that nineties kind of post grunge band soul Asylum was playing locally. Ah, okay. That's cool. And I was a pretty big fan of them. I their their big album came out in like 92, which surprised me, but they weren't really a grunge band. They actually like predated grunge. They go back to the 80s. I mean, I think they were playing around the same time as like they started around the time like where Husker Du and uh replacements and stuff were still going. Yeah, because they're from Minneapolis, right? Yeah, they're from yeah. Minneapolis. And originally yeah. I was gonna play all Minneapolis bands, but ah. uh so my pal Scott and I, we were, you know, we, we were always looking for something fun to do. And he said, sure, you know, it's 20 bucks. It was held in a room that maybe is held set up for about a thousand, maybe. Okay. How maybe full a little was less it? than it. Well, that's that's a funny thing. So it was weird. So we went downtown, and now the downtown Grand Rapids area is always busy and full of kids out out partying or whatever. It doesn't matter what day of the week it is. Mm-hmm. but we go down there on a Wednesday and we go to grab dinner first, which is, which was cool. It was nice. It was nice to have a night out, you know, and just, just out to chill, but everything was real slow. Like there weren't a ton of people on about, it kind of almost reminded me of like last fall when I came to see you in Chicago. Oh walk, yeah. It was weird. And we're walking down Milwaukee Avenue. It's like, man, there are not very, just not many people. Yeah. That was weird. And I don't know if the kids aren't comfortable going out yet or what? So because what, what, it is pretty strange everywhere we went was pretty normal feeling there wasn't a lot of i mean they were doing a lot of cleaning and stuff and some of the employees were masked up but there wasn't a lot of like uh a, a lot of difference from what it was like two years ago i didn't now, think. What, what night was it was it like a wednesday it was wednesday night yeah. wednesday okay all right 
So yeah, we went to there's a there's a you and I actually went there when you were in town here. There's a place called Stella's, which is kind of a Kuma's Corner wannabe place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yep. They got pretty good burgers and stuff. So we went there for dinner and that was cool. Had a had a few PBRs, you know. And uh the opening band, because I'm gonna work a song in here real quick. The opening band was the same one, was one of them that played our one show we went to last year in Chicago where we went and saw the Pegboy uh parking lot show. Ah, okay. I know. They're called Local H. They're from Zion, Illinois, which I don't know where that is. I think I think it's like a greater Chicago suburb, but I'm not sure. It is a suburb, yeah. I mean, it's quite a ways though. It's like at least an hour out of town, right? Yeah, yeah. Let me look that up. Two piece band. Two piece band. Very um, Nirvana y, I think. Okay. Yep. That's what they most remind me of. So let's go ahead and play their big hit from the mid '90s. This is Local H, Bound for the Floor. I think you'll get used 
Okay, local H there with Bound for the Floor. A lot of people aren't going to like that, but it's not a bad song. It still gets played on the radio 25 years after it came out. So, so, so how were they? Were they good? They were okay, but you know, do you remember when we saw them in Chicago? I was thinking to myself, they playing way too long. I do. They played way too long, and they didn't play that one big song you said, right? Yeah, no, this time they did, but yeah. the thing is, so we walked in, and I don't know how long they've been playing. I felt like it was mid-set, but it, it, it probably was early in the set. And they're playing that like old song, Brandy. Brandy, what a fine girl. You know that song? What a good wife you would be. You know that song? <laughs> Someone has to put that to music. No, <laughs> that wasn't a good version. That wasn't a good That wasn't a good rendition. I don't want that one. Uh, but anyway, uh, they were playing that, but they played for another 40 minutes after we got there. Oh, boy. Jeez. And they just, in, unfortunately, with like these two-piece bands, it always just seems to me like it's two dudes in the basement. Yeah. Like, jam- like jamming. And yeah. uh, it was, it was, uh, but they were okay. I mean, I enjoyed it for the most part. They did play their big hit. Uh, they at one point um, started playing the <laughs> a big Soul Asylum hit, "Runaway Train." Well, that's and they played, weird. With Soul Asylum, we're just about to come on stage. <laughs> well, that's what I thought. I'm like, well, obviously Soul Asylum's not going to play that song, right? If they play, but and the guitar player for Soul Asylum came out and like tried to pull his guitar away from the guy, and I, I, I mean, they were clearly screwing around, but it was it was kind of fun. But yeah, the room was set up for I, I think close to a thousand, and there was maybe like two hundred people there. Ooh, oh, which well, the, yeah. the thing is, it's amazing because I so I looked up that Soul Side album. Their big their big album came out in ninety two. It was called Grave Dancers Union. You probably yeah, remember I, that one. Oh, I had it. Yeah, I had that CD. Yep. Yeah, I still do. As a matter of fact, it's in a bag in my basement, but I do have it. But it had like a picture of a woman in a white dress walking away with like two naked little girls. Yep. Classic uh, kitty porn uh, album cover in the spirit I'd, of Led I'd Zeppelin. Ima- I, I'd imagine those two little girls are about to sue the band. Right? Yeah, they're like 40 years old. Now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the funny thing, so that was 29 years ago, but that album was triple platinum. Yeah, it was a big one. Well, that they had that Runaway Train and Runaway Train. To shove. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, Without there. a Trace. Uh, they had a bunch of hits. I think they had four or five hits on that. Yeah, it was a, it was a good album. That so and then album. you got the opening band was also a platinum band that that one album i think it's called as good as dead i think was the name of the record mid 90s sold a million copies so you got these bands that have sold like four million records and they're drawing 200 people Hmm. it's i mean there's no way financially this works right yeah but the thing is the thing i will say for both of the bands if they were disappointed in the turnout they didn't show it they both played their butts off i was i was very impressed uh soul asylum played really well even though you know dave perner's got that real raspy voice mm-hmm. and it doesn't necessarily age that well oh, guys well, like okay right. guys like that but it was fun you know it was a good show it was a wednesday night we went out and had a few pbrs and uh oh yeah it was it was, out it was n- so i'm i'm assuming that soul not, asylum uh punk rock show by any stretch of imagination well, but kind of say again you're assuming soul asylum what no, I say I, I I assume they played all the hits, right? The only one they didn't play was without a trace, but they played for like an hour and fifteen minutes, and mm-hmm. it was good. Okay, yeah, I think Dave Perth is the only one of the original members now, right? I, I think, think I so too. But yeah. I think they I, I think they go back to like the early mid eighties. That's how long I think they've been around for. Oh, it might even be earlier than that. Actually, I'm not sure. But I'd have to. Yeah. So yeah, I was gonna originally play like all uh minneapolis band songs because mm-hmm. we're probably going to touch on because uh, i will touch on dillinger four probably again in a minute but i uh i'm actually going to play a soul sound song so we're going to i'm going to play like two post grunge songs here or grunge songs this was the kind of like the hard rock hit from their uh grave dancers union album this is called someone to shove
or somebody to show. Sorry. Island there with uh, their one of their hits, somebody to shove. Yeah, they're one of those bands that um, they had that yes. huge album, but then so I don't. You, they, then they then they just seem to fall off a cliff. I I don't know if they had another hit after that. Did they after that album? They did. They had one called Misery that was like a minor hit in the mid nineties. Okay, and they played that too, and that was good. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they uh, yeah, it happens. You know, yeah, I guess yeah. Listen, man. Wouldn't you rather been a one-hit wonder than a no-hit wonder? Oh, for sure. But um, but it is funny how they, I mean, how they captured the zeitgeist or something, and yeah, like they, I'm so I'm assuming they were still writing good songs. 
it, but it's just funny how the public or the radio stations or whatever are just fickle and they start playing something else. I don't know what that would well, have been it, by 93, 94, but. And the fact of the matter is, you know, I, I mean, I, I will admit that I could be quite fickle too when it comes to that stuff because there's bands and I'm sure you have this too, where you like have a couple records by a band that you really love and then they put on a new record and you just never even bother to look it up. It's always kind of weird, you know, taste change, listening patterns change, things shift, you know. I'm pretty loyal though about stuff like that. If I if I like a band, I'll normally try and stick with them, even though I guess someone like Blitz, I guess, who like one of the best oi bands out there, street punk bands out there, and then they released that weird second album where they kind of tried to go post punk. I guess I never gave them much of a chance. So I, well, I, so I, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's astounding how many bands make one truly great record. Yeah. Well, it is. It's not. And it's all, normally almost always the first one, right? Yeah. Because then the second one just sounds like they were made to do it in the studio. You know. The, well, what, know, is, the what do they say? You got, you got eight rec- eight years to write your first record, and then two yeah. years to write the follow up. Yeah. Know? I mean, maybe that's changed a bit now. But but it used to be the record label would immediately once they signed you, they'd be immediately like, okay, next two months you got to write your second album, get in the studio and write it. And that's why a lot of second albums was just so goddamn weak, right? Yeah. Well, it's it's funny and like like a prime one for me that I listened to this week where I and we should we should honestly should do a whole show about this bands that put out put out a one great album and then follow it up with a turd mm-hmm. because uh, there's a couple of them that come to my mind really quick and one of them is uh, Agent Orange who I see has postponed their tour until next year. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, t- I tell you what, I tell you what, man, that's really frustrating when I get the email that says, oh, this band has, has announced a new show in your area. And you're like, oh, cool. Yeah, October 2022. Yeah, October 2022. It's yeah, like, yeah, that. OK, you know what? Everyone might be fucking dead by then. You know? I'm, see, I'm, sort of, I'm sort of bummed out by that. But also I have so much going on in October that I actually am kind of OK with it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a bummer. But it, so, the, but they're they're the classic. They're a classic example of a band that their first album is brilliant and the second album is barely good. Yeah. Um. And like the other one, I, I revisited this week was the second Fear album. Oh yeah. <laughs> More beer, which I gotta say, it's aged better than I thought it would. It's not nearly as good as the first album, but you can definitely hear elements of the first album. Even the first Fear album, though, it's kind of weird because it's. It's just a weird album. It doesn't sound like anything else. You know, I yeah. think it may, might be uh, this drummer kind of with that weird marching drum. Yeah. I, I don't know. Now, but, the fun, now, the interesting thing is like a lot of bands after that second album not being that great will just at that point collapse, right? Yeah. But uh, the interesting ones are the, are the bands that pull through and actually make then a fantastic third album. Well, like I said, come back around to the punks who supported them the first time. Well, and it's funny because I'm sure somebody, probably Mailman Mike, is screaming at us right now, going, "Why aren't you playing freaking Fear and Agent Orange instead of <laughs> yes, to, yeah, yeah, right? Soul Asylum and Local yeah, Age." Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I won't let See, it happen again. I won't let it happen again. I'll finish strong. I'll finish strong. I promise. See, but to me, I mean, Social Distortion would be the perfect ones for that because they had that the classic first album, Mommy's Little Monster, and then the second album was it was okay, but it was nowhere near as good, right? It's it's okay. Prison I mean, Bound. I, I, I it's could okay. Dig, I could yeah. dig Prison Brown, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely not as strong. But then they came back with that fantastic third album. Yep. You know, which was then the, probably their classic, you know, the epitome the, of the social D sound, right? I hate to say it, but those three albums in a row they made for Columbia are probably their best, you know. Yep. It's their run. That being said, Mommy's Little Monster is a big difference between White Light, White Heat, White Trash, and Mommy's Little Monster. I mean, they're hardly the same band. 
Yeah, that's but well, they're both yeah, great just Mike, albums, right? 13, just 14 years apart or whatever. It was. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, and then we can get our obligatory pull in, uh, push in on Mike saying, what the hell, you know, again, it's another year gone by and that new album still hasn't come out yet, Mike. What the fuck's <laughs> going on? I mean, nobody's sitting around waiting for the new Social D album, right? Oh, I know I am. I mean, I'm going to be interested to see it. And they've been, pr- but that's the thing. They've been promising it for like four years now. You know, we've yeah, been in well, the studio, we've recorded all these songs. The songs must really suck or something. Oh, Mike, you know, I don't know. But well, that's another interesting tour. another interesting topic because Social D has recorded whole albums that didn't get released. Mm-hmm. They have a ton of stuff out there. You can get a lot of European uh, bootlegs and stuff. I think it was White Light, White Heat, White Trash. As a matter of fact, they made a like almost like a full country rock version of it. It's or just so, one it's of just the so albums, bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. But you know, it's so my fear segue... Um, was we, we were talking a little bit. So, so obviously you went to Motoblot a couple weeks ago. We talked about that. And I, I went to this little soul asylum show. What's uh next punk rock bowling up next. Uh, yeah, we got punk rock bowling and we'll be there in two weeks, two weeks. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. We'll, we'll be there. Assuming, hopefully they, we assuming can... they let you in you COVID bastard. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I mean, I hope I'm not sitting at home crying. Yeah. I'll feel really bad because I talked a lot of people into going and if I can't go, it's going to be a bummer, but it, it should be fine. Um, but because I'm actually starting to get more excited as we get closer to it because there really are a lot of great, great bands. Yeah. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing them, but I I also have kind of got a bad attitude about the kind of whole giant corporate punk rock thing, you know. So this might be a one-shot deal. So who knows? Because yeah, I know we'll you were considering yeah. I know you were considering going to Riot Fest because you wanted to see Morrissey and stuff, but I just I, I just don't think I can do it. Well, yeah, I mean, I even got offered free tickets yesterday. Uh, Did thanks, you? Thanks, Jason. Yeah. Um, but I, so you, you got offered free tickets and you're still not going. I, well, that means I have to take off Thursday off work. And I've, I've, I'm, you know, well, I'm, he's going to play after you're done working, right? You don't need to take Thursday off. Well, I'm not driving all the way down to fucking where Riot Fest is just for an hour to, you know, I love Mar, obviously, as much as I love Morrissey, I'm not driving down there for an, for an, just for an hour. You know what I mean? Cause that's, that's a fucking, that's an hour and a half drive in rush hour traffic. Yeah. You know, and that's the dodgiest fucking neighborhood. Well, in the but world. the Maz doesn't play for an hour. He plays for like two and a half hours. No, I've seen I've seen the bill. He's booked for an hour, an hour and fifteen minutes. Really? Yes, sir. They have one the hour of me- have the one hour of up. music and fifteen minutes of preaching. Well, no, what, no, what he he doesn't really preach very much. He but he has the uh, he has the pre-show, which has a lot of videos and stuff, and like and like you know introductory music, which some people get pissed off at, but that's part of his show. So, um, well, as long as it doesn't cut into his, no, you know what doesn't. would normally be his his show. Yeah. So yeah, so you'd probably say the set's an hour and a half with the fifteen minutes of the preview stuff. But yeah, I mean, Riot Fest is put as put all the times in, and they're super specific. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's due to play from like seven to eight fifteen or something like that. Really so, early. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm. To be honest, I don't know if I'm going to do it, even with the free ticket, because you know, Patty Smith. Uh, who else is playing on the Thursday? The Patty Smith band and. Yeah, that's not very appealing. I, I saw them at Riot Fest. It was cool to see her once, but yeah, I, I don't really need to see Patty Smith. And which and which punk band is playing? There is a punk band. Playing uh, on the I saw Alkaline. Alkaline Trio was. Yeah, Alkaline Trio. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you know, hey, they're, they're fine, but I don't I know if, if I want to. Yeah, I don't know if I want to go down. Yeah, there I, I don't have anything against them. I actually like some of their mid period yeah. albums, but yeah, but I'm not. I'm. Not, I. I wouldn't drive an hour and a half to see them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I don't think I'm going to do that. Plus, that means I have to take another day off work probably. Because if I want to do it, I'm going to do it. You know, go to the whole thing, sure. and uh, because I'm already got often only got like five vacation days left for the year, I think. So I, I don't think I. So is that, that is that Jason, your buddy who makes the beer? 
Illuminated Brew Works. Yes. yes. Go and check them out. Good people. They just opened yes. the tap room and our uh, one our one sponsor we've ever had for this show. Yep. Yep. So yeah, Illuminated Brew Works. So we might actually uh, when you're here. Well, we probably won't because we're going to do that show from the record station uh, from the uh, record shop. Yeah. But uh, at some point they want us to do a records uh, a, a live podcast from the brew room because they just opened that'd, it up. So that'd be sweet. I'd love yeah. that. You know, because I was afraid we were going to do like the Punk Till I Die World Tour, and every date on the back was going to be like Logansport, Indiana. <laughs> but we've yeah. had a lot of we've had some opportunities open up here which i'm really looking forward to i mean it might be like you said it might be total like spinal tap crash and burn moment but it could be yeah. some people seem to enjoy listening to us prattle prattle on about this or that maybe yeah. maybe you can save your next butt story for that live <laughs> and, appearance well the good and the good news about if we're actually doing it in person together is that we won't have to worry about this fucking internet bullshit the technology the things yeah, cutting exactly. out on us right yeah so 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 yeah, as far as so as far as punk rock bowling, well, and once again, cutting back to fear and Dillinger Four and all that, um, I like I saw the adolescents were supposed to do a club show and they dropped out and they were replaced by Fear, which I think is a pretty good, you know, pretty good swap. I even think Fear might be a little bigger for me, a bigger a bigger name, even though they both really did one really truly great record. Um, but Dillinger Four got added to the main stage. You saw, I'm sure. Yep, Dillinger for uh, the Dwarves, and somebody else got added, right? Somebody they actually replaced. I'm actually happier with the replacements than I am with the uh, the original bands that were going to be on. Well, like one of the people that got replaced was Roy Ellis. Well, I don't know Roy Ellis. I don't know that music at all. I think that was the one the Dwarves replaced. See, the, I uh, went to I went to school with a kid named Roy Ellis. Uh, so you? I don't, but I don't think it's him. Somehow <laughs> he was a well, he was a toughy guy. Yeah. Well, I, I think he's not American because he's not able to get into the country country okay so maybe, yeah i, I don't know but yeah, same, who, who else was it was maybe it, it is the same royalis maybe it is maybe <laughs> but who who just got added d4 the dwarves and there was one more it was and i don't remember who it was it was on sunday mm-hmm. it was a good ad yeah it was, anyway. but i actually preferred them than the band that was supposed to play i think yeah i agree it's funny because there's probably no band that has been that people have told me more over the last year and a half to listen to than dillinger for that's true, man. Yeah, you've had that. You've had a lot of people on you for that. So I, I look forward to I do look forward to seeing him. And one of them is our man Dick Mandels, who's already been mentioned. Uh, I swear he gets drunk at about every three months, sends me the link to this song that I'm gonna play next. Okay, there you go. This Dillinger Four song. It's called uh Double Whiskey Coke No Ice. I think this is probably one of their best known songs. I for for example had never heard of that one you mentioned earlier, Neil, or you played it, earlier. It so. just seemed to work really, really well with what I was exactly about. yeah. So now we'll do a drinking song. So yeah, this is a double whiskey, Coke, no ice Dillinger four.
just standing here thinking about you. Thought I'd write a song about you and dedicate it to you. Take a listen. Dillinger 4, Double Whiskey, Coke, No Ice. So that's two Dillinger 4 songs. We don't have any at all for, for 126 episodes. And then we have two on the same show. So there exactly. you go, everybody. Yeah. We're, all you we're coming around. We're all you Dillinger around, 4 fans, uh, you can you can shut up now. Um, man, <laughs> MDC. MDC was the band. That MDC. Added. See, to me, that's a great ad. I love that yeah. band. Yeah. Now, I think, was it Lawrence Arms dropped out? And, yeah. Um, and we got MDC. Once again, I, I don't really have anything against Lawrence Arms, but I'm pretty indifferent to them. I know there's a lot of people that are really passionate about that band, but yeah, I'm not one of them. I think they're okay. Yeah. yeah. And I've seen them a couple times in pretty intimate situations. And it is, you know, listen, I'm thrilled to see MDC playing the big stage at Punk Rock Bowling for 20,000 people. You know, it'll be great. I can't, I can't, I, I, I can't wait to hear all those people singing along that John Wayne was a Nazi. But that being said, Oh, said. I mean, I'd much rather see him in a tiny club, obviously. Yeah, for sure. I, well, I am I, not. Well, here's one of the embarrassing things about that, Tom. So you mentioned Joan Wayne was a Nazi. The only MDC thing I have is that first yeah, album thing with that song on it. Yeah. And they've released probably about 15 albums since mm-hmm. then, of which I don't know any of them. So maybe do you know anything about any of the I, later? I have, a, I have a few of the later albums. I have a split they did, a full length split they did later with a band called Don't Ask Me. Um, and I have a couple of their later ones. I actually don't love their later stuff. I thought it was sort of depressing. Hmm. Um, I have one. I can't remember. I have one that has like a song that's devoted to Tim Yo from Maximum Rock and Roll. I don't, I don't remember, but no, I'm I'm not super familiar with it. But the, here's the here's the thing, Neil. If you know anything about these old punk rock bands playing these kind of things, he's gonna play. They're gonna play mostly all the first album. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna play. I remember, and they're gonna play. John Wayne was a Nazi, and they're gonna play Chicken Squawk, and they're gonna, you know, I mean, they're gonna play the songs you know. Um. Well, how because about old like... punks are the least open-minded people. If they start playing new music, they'll just get booed off the stage. Yeah, I've got a story about that. Maybe I'll tell sometime. Um. I'll tell you what, though. I'm looking on the on the punk rock bowling website, and I'm seeing there's a few after shows that were never that they weren't that weren't announced before. I'm well, they were, but maybe they got swapped, like headliners got swapped. Well, okay, so on the Saturday at a place called the Nerd Bar on Fremont Street in downtown Vegas, okay. MDC with verbal abuse. Yeah, it's sold out, though. No, it's not X'd out. It doesn't say sold out. I'm looking at it right now. Well, get us a pair of tickets for that. Three of them. Well, I don't know. It depends what time, it depends what time it's on. Yeah, it's, it's going it... to be super late. Well, and the reason I avoided getting any of that is because I'm going to be basically leaving my wife alone all day. The festival gets over about 10 and then I'm going to go out to a show till like three. Nah. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. I figure we'll just get together and have late dinner or whatever. Yeah. At the end of the night, which of course you're more than welcome to join us for. And some of the sold out shows might actually be, you know, cause people have canceled. So they might've yeah. been returning tickets. So there's a good chance that some of these that were sold out um, are not sold out anymore. I would love to see verbal abuse, but I also don't have any idea who's in verbal abuse. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not. I mean, I love that anymore, first. Right? I love that first album. I even like the second album. Okay. Yeah. With the different singer, without Nikki Sicky, but I mean, is Nikki Sicky the meth head actually fronting that band? I have no idea. Yeah, I'd have to see. Um, and then there's one with on um, the Thursday Fear with Pegboy. Now that was okay. So that was originally supposed to be adolescence, but right. adolescents are not going to make it. I don't know why. Right. Yeah. So it's uh, Fear, Pegboy, MIA, The Besmirchers. Don't know them. Uh, that's live from Sonic Rodeo. I see, I, see. I've never been to Vegas, so I don't really know anything about it, man. You've you've got the you've got the jump on me there. Um, yeah, we've been. You've been yeah. Now, so the hotel we're staying in, that's going to be. It seems like it's going to be pretty plush, right? I mean, well, the the average hotel in Vegas is much nicer than your average hotel in Skokie, Illinois. I mean, they're just they're just <laughs> you know, there's a lot more competition to get people in, so they're all pretty nice. I mean, even a pretty average hotel room in Vegas is nicer than your you know days in or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, the, the day, you mean the uh, the roadway in in the lovely Coopersville? That yeah. Did you get your money back yet? No. Um, having a huge problem with hotels.com. Roadway in said they do it, but fucking hotels.com cost, cost, like, like, cost you like 600 bucks to come stay in Cooperville for two nights. Shh, don't, don't say anything. That's it's too upsetting. It's too upsetting. Um, oh, it said it's too upsetting. Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to think about it. Um, so yeah, so well, next time, next year when you come by, assuming my daughter's moved out, you can stay, you can stay in my basement. We'll have a nice spot for you. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna make I'm gonna make up for it. I'm gonna stay like a full week. Exactly. <laughs> just to get my money back. We'll just lay around the pool and drink beer. It'll be fine. There you go. That sounds all right. Um, yeah. So anyway, so uh because I think these hotel rooms we've got, they're normally like 280 bucks or something. And you know, we're obviously got them for like half price because of the punk rock bowling thing. So I'm assuming I've got this gorgeous huge suite with like, you know. Elvis statues and shit in it, you know. That's stripper, what, that, stripper that's poles. What, yeah, stripper. That's what I'm envisioning, anyway. You know, <laughs> I, I, we'll see. We'll see. I guess. But uh, yeah, maybe we'll do a show live from my uh, from my suite, huh? Live from Neil's stripper pole. Yeah. Um. So when you go there, Tom, are you are you a gambler? Are you a are you a card player? Are you a one on? Um, I like to I like to play blackjack, but I. I don't Uh-oh. know that we'll have a lot of time this time to gamble. Especially but, when I think being at the show all day is pretty much going to wipe our old butts out, right? Well, I assume, well, see, but you forget. I wake up at like five in the morning. So yeah, you might want to make some adjustments. Let me see this. So that would be like two in the morning. By, no, I'll just be in bed. At, I'll just be in bed at 10. There's not a chance I'm going to any of these late night shows. Well, you won't even make it to the headliners because it's only <laughs> going to be like, because 10 for them is like eight o'clock your time. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. I yeah, guess. it's it's. Yeah. I think you're going to have to push through that. I think you're going to have to. <laughs> you're gonna have to. Well, they say if you're an. I think Tom just got shot. Athlete, you're gonna have to play through the pain, you know. Play. Well, no, I so, do. I do. See, it, it doesn't. Okay. And that's the annoying thing, man. That's the annoying thing. It doesn't matter what time I go to bed. I wake up at five or six. Even if I go to bed at two, I'll wake up at five or six. It's, it's really fucking annoying. Yeah, just getting old, man. Well, I guess I'm I'm healthy, so I shouldn't complain, right? That's true. All good. So your good. butt's healthy. That's the important thing. <laughs> indeed, indeed. I'm sitting next to my COVID-ridden daughter right now. She probably, unfortunately, I probably gave it to her. Nice. I've been a little under. I think if I had to trace it back, I would guess that I got it in Indianapolis. But I, I... those bastards, Jake Pope. What are you? What don't, were you doing? So it's, you know what? It was. A, it's right from those, Jake. Jake. Yep. It's those goddamn cigarettes you were sharing. You bastard. <laughs> no, we didn't share. I had my own. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. Uh, it, but I, I was the place that I was definitely the least careful at. I'd say it was Punk Rock Bowling in Indianapolis. 
not punk rock bowling. What are you talking I'm about? I'm not sorry, not punk rock. Uh, punk rock <laughs> punk night. Rock in night. Indiana, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I forgot about that. Yeah. We were just kind of kind of packed in there. But the fact of the matter is, so I've been a little under the weather for a couple of weeks, um, which is pretty unusual for me because I'm not really a sick person. Um, but I'm okay. I'm definitely on the mend. I am a little concerned about the trip and all that. And once again, you know, that, that trip to Vegas, if, if it falls apart, it, I potentially, and I know this is just me being a cheapskate, but potentially it cost me a lot of money. Yeah. I got close to two grand invested. Yeah. You just, leave. yeah. You were just making fun of me with my Coopersville yeah. excitement. Yeah. You might be, yeah. you might be. Well, you know, I mean, just, that. just, just the flights are just our flights are close to a grand. Right. Um, and the, you know, the hotel was 700 bucks or something plus the ticket. So yeah, I'm almost two grand into this thing. And I, I really, I really want to go as much as I have an attitude about the, you know, military punk industrial complex. Um, you know, I, I've wanted to go for years. I want to go once watch the bands. I, I have intentions of hooking up. Oh, that's a bad word. I'm meeting, hook, up, to hook up with? I'm meeting up with a lot of folks from all over the country that we're just all going to be at the same place at the same time. All from some of the old like punk news crew that I never got to meet in person to people from the Midwest to my buddy, Chris, that I just hung out with in Baltimore, you know? So it's, 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 it, it, I'm going to be super. Bo- yeah. Well, you know what would be um, cool. It doesn't work out, but you, you know, what would be cool. we'll see what happens. If we, if we have, yeah, new so. t- if we have new <laughs> t-shirts by then, that would be cool. Huh? I guess. I wonder, I, I don't know if I have much room to bring them. Um, the t-shirts and also the uh i'm i I mean i know they're gonna have a big record fair there but i don't know if maybe we can send them back i don't i don't know i haven't really figured that out yet yeah well i mean okay so the the airline that you're flying are you allowed are you allowed a bag or are you not allowed a bag i think we did one i think we did one checked bag but i can't remember i can't remember if we did one checked bag or two carry-on bags or what we did we travel very light so i i don't i don't remember which we did well, the weather should be good as well, so we shouldn't have to worry yeah. about that, right? Yeah, we're not bringing sweatshirts. I mean, last week it was like 109 degrees. 109, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, and it's, it's, a, it's a dry heat. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's yeah. beautiful. It's The fact of the matter is we're having beautiful weather now in September here in Midwest. So, Yeah. I'll yeah, tell you what, Neil. We better take a song break. Play us another feces-related number. All right. I am going to play um I, another band that we've never played before, uh, Peter right. Natestu Babies. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know why we have not banned from the before. pubs, though, huh? You're not gonna play uh, banned from the pubs. Well, I would have been banned from the pubs if I'd been uh shitting like I was, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, this song is uh, Shitster. So, uh, Peter and the Test Two Babies with Shitster.
two babies there with shitster um nothing to do with the born shitsters even though i guess they might have got the name from there who the hell knows right yeah. we'll have to ask we got it we gotta have we gotta have john back on the uh the yeah. the bss ep is out yeah that's right with a they do the split seven inch with a band called this is this might be one of the worst bands name band names i've ever heard it's called they're called like led zep Viet Cong or something like that aren't they yeah it's something like that yeah it's just fucking dreadful yeah yes they should have called you and said neil go into your notebook give us a good name for our band because that's not a good one even the ones i toss away are better than that that's true that's true yeah even though born, born shit stories is a good name they no they, i agree whoever came especially up with if, that did a good especially job. after you especially after you meet them like yes. if you you couldn't imagine them having any other name, <laughs> right? And that that fucking drummer over there sounds like a right fucking. Yes, laugh, you don't you don't, you don't want to meet up with him in Vegas. <laughs> they wouldn't be allowed on the plane. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I think I think my shitting adventure might be normal play for him every weekend. Those Japanese man, they're beginning to scat play. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Anyway. So. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so uh, so yeah, so that's that's Vegas in two weeks. So we will be there watching. Who are the headliners? So we got Devo on the Sunday. We Circle got uh, Circle Jerk Saturday and Descendants on Descendants the on Fridays. Yeah. On Friday, right? So yeah, every day has a solid lineup. I mean, there's really, really are some great, great, great bands. I'm actually really looking forward to it. Even the and the pool parties. Uh, Peg Boy is doing. I think Friday. Was it Pegboy? And then uh, I think Sunday is like Dr. No, which is cool because I've yep. never seen them. Yeah, Dr. No, yeah. And Guttermouth, I think, is doing one of them, which yep. I got to tell you, I'm not the world's biggest Guttermouth fan, but I think that's a pretty fun choice for a pool party. Yeah, I guess. Yep, yep, yep. So, um, Okay, so when like the middle of Saturday, when you've got Youth of Today, then Leftover Crack, then Streetlight Manifesto, there's a good yep. chance I might cut out for that. Well, there's no wins and outs. <laughs> oh, there isn't? No. What they fucking how is that how, how is that possible? You had to get like deluxe tickets to get in and out privileges. They were all long sold out before we got ours. Uh, how can they? If you got a wristband, how can they not allow you out and back in again? How is that possible? They don't though. I know that. I know that for a fact. Because I so. have no interest in watching leftover crack. No. So interest at I, all. yeah, I mean, I gotta say that. See, I'm I'm all for youth of today. I I would like to see youth of today, but I but even that. So like, I've never seen that leftover crack. I'll watch for ten minutes. Hmm. 
same with Streetlight Manifesto, even though I actually would, I'll take, I'll take leftover crack over Streetlight Manifesto for being honest. Yeah. But I'm kind, uh, I'm kind of hoping one of those bands drops out and we get, well, but it's one of those things I've never seen them. Right. Yeah. So it's not going to kill me to watch it for 15 minutes. It's a pretty big grounds. After that, we can go hang out with somebody. It might be a good time to catch up with friends or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. If I, I think I, I'm not super worried about that end of it. I wonder if John will be selling his leftover crack book over there. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be there or not. It could be interesting. Yep. Yes. Could be interesting indeed. So um, anyway. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. So and anyway, you know, the, the one I forgot to mention earlier when I read the letter. Oh, Tom got shot again. Letter from Ryan. There you go. And Ryan mentioned the fact that he came from. What does that mean? What, what do you mean I got shot again? I don't, I don't understand. You, you dropped out for a second. Uh, yeah. Maybe we're just cursed, Neil. We're just cursed with this technology. Yeah. Um, but but that Ryan, who I read the letter from earlier, I didn't read the entire letter. It was very long. He even like chided himself at the end for how long it was. But he mentioned that he'd come over from the Punk News podcast. Hmm. And uh, he said, I think he said he still occasionally listens. I wonder how many people still occasionally listen. Obviously, we had our little blow up, I don't know, a few months ago or whatever. I think a lot of people at that point quit listening. And I think a lot of people quit listening for a number of reasons, but I suspect there's some people who still do listen. So I'm curious, you should reach out to us if you're still listening. When, 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 when I was vigorously stabbed in the back by a former friend, um, I had so many people reach out to me to let me know what was going on. So it is, you know, I'm, I'm curious to keep a little bit of touch just to make sure there's not a lot of shenanigans going on over there. I doubt they're wasting any time talking about me over there, but I certainly would, you know, love to know, be kept up to date if that is happening. So mm-hmm shenanigans yes no, no shenanigans. shenanigans and once again my anger doesn't isn't burning as bright as it was i i think honestly the situation is more sad than anything um so anyway yeah well we've, we've made a lot of new friends over here so it's all good that's right? true and the fact of the matter is i i just you know the fact of the matter is i never wanted to have a bad relationship with punk news i knew it was time to move on and i have been moving on and i i it's funny because, you know, I went to that show, Neil. I went to that Soul Salem show. Two years ago, I would have just sat at work at lunchtime and just wrote about the whole experience, you know? Yeah, yeah. Everything I did, I wrote about. Every show I went to almost. But I've definitely sort of lost the desire. I've not been writing a ton. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty much writing at this point is friends of friends. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Now, are you still doing stuff with New Noise? Um, Not really. Okay. They've, they've gone to a little different style, which is fine. I mean, no hard feelings. I always liked everybody over there I worked with, but they have gone to a more, a smaller, but more active crew. They used to like source from a bunch of different people, I think, hmm. but now they have more people who are more focused on it, which is, it's fine because these are younger people who are trying to make their bones. I don't sure. want to take any work from younger people who are trying to make their bones, you know? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, but yeah. it's weird. Like, like at Punk News, like New Noise does pay a little bit. Like Punk News, a lot of the people that are hanging around still have been there for a very long time, almost as long as I have, but they really don't contribute much of anything. I don't know if it's such a status symbol for them to write for, you know, punk news or what. I don't know. Well, I mean, maybe, it's definitely maybe. opened a lot of doors for me, so I don't want to, I don't want to be totally negative about it, but it's, it's hardly a impressive gig at this point, but. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're trying to be a writer or something like that to get your stuff in, you know, in a bigger magazine, I guess having these stuff out there anywhere is, is. Important, yeah. Yeah. Right? And I, I yeah. get that. And like I said, that's totally yeah. not me. And that's why I don't mind letting yeah. younger kids do this stuff. Yep. I have no ambition, writing ambitions, you know, I enjoy it to a certain extent and I, I do miss it a little bit, but 
I do enjoy doing this more talking to people. I just mm-hmm. think this is, and it's low effort. It's not, uh, when I was writing for new noise, especially, you know, it's a lot of it was on deadline because it was a magazine and it's, it's a little stressful. It's like, who needs it at this point? You know? Well, I think you can get people to open up more as well in a format like this where when you can just go as long as you want yeah, and you can talk about true. anything you want. We're not like pinning people down with, you know, tell us about the new album and you know, that kind of shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Matter of fact, we need to start getting some more guests on, but we've just been lazy. So well, well so some of the guests I've got are in England. It's just difficult, or Canada on the west coast of Canada. It's difficult working the time out, trying yeah. to get the times figured out. Is kind of, and then you, you know, every other week you're on call or whatever. So we can't guarantee that you'll. Yeah, even it's be only able every it's it. only every sixth week. But yes, I oh, know it is. I'd, Holy shit! Yeah. It seems it seems more than that. You seem to no be every sixth every sixth stuff. week. I'm on call this week. It's been a very quiet week. It means oh, it has. Okay, good. Means I haven't made a lot of money. That's okay. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, I know it is, especially well, yeah, with these English guys are five, six hours off, Italian and yeah, right. Japanese and whatever. Right. So it's hard enough to get people in our own time zone. All right. We had a, then, then we had a couple of people that just flaked out on us, right? That said they were going to do it. And then, well, and I think heard. it's just, it's just a matter of working it out, I think, too. Yeah. Yep. And it's one of those things, if I get the feeling that somebody's, kind of lost the interest in doing it i'd give them a little break and come back to it well it's funny we got all these shows coming up and i really would like to do a bunch of timely timely shows but the yeah. fact of the matter is that's sort of stressful too we're all about low stress yeah low stress we yeah. We, we save all our stress for our technology <laughs> yeah yeah well i have a feeling there might be one thing that's going to fix that and i'll see if i can get that out to you it's you know I feel like uh, you you watched the movie Office Space. I'm sure you have. It's a great oh yeah. Movie, right? Oh hell yeah. It's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Where they take that like printer out. Oh yeah. Smash it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck it up. All right. All right. I'll tell you what. Let's let's uh, play. Why don't you play your last butt related song? Okay, and this ties back into punk rock bowling. So this is the Circle Jerks with World Up My Ass. Ah, great song. Got the world up my ass and I'm gonna jump fast. Be the first. We'll be the last. I got the world up my ass. circle jerks there with world at my ass um it certainly felt like that when i was sitting on there after like five hours uh and everything <laughs> i couldn't believe there was stuff still pouring out but there you go uh but yeah so you know what it's funny neil i've never and i don't know how i missed them but i have never seen the circle jerks oh interesting yeah like they played like warp tour and stuff and they were all over the place in the mid 90s and i just for some reason never saw them so i'm, I'm actually they're definitely among what should be a highlight for me so they were the first band I ever saw in Chicago, as a matter of fact. Um, hmm. That would have been like October 83, something like that. They played, hmm. at, the, they played at the Cubby Bear, uh, my friend Tom. 
Irish Tom. Um, took me. Uh, we drove up from Champagne and we went to the Cubby Bear, and it was the first hardcore show I'd been to as well. That was I can't, you know. And the funny thing is, I'm sure there was probably somebody really good opening up for him, but at the time, it didn't mean anything to me. Uh, mm. But anyway, yeah, I can remember the Circle Jerks, and that was I don't know if that would have been their OG lineup or whatever, but I remember they were excellent, and I'm sure when, they played World Up My Ass. When did uh, when did the Cubby Bear close? Oh, Cubby Bear's still open, buddy. Oh, is it still open? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I see so many great like lineups from the past. I don't do they still do like punk and hardcore shows over there? Um, I don't know if they still do punk and hardcore shows. The last one I went to, I saw uh, Anti Flag and uh, who's that Irish Celtic band? Uh, big, big band. Like real Irish or like Chicago no. Irish? Well, there's no, it's the uh, the singer is Irish. Oh, oh, Flogging Molly? Flogging Molly, yeah. Yeah, so that was a good double bill, right? Flogging Molly. Well, that's a, flag. I didn't realize the place was big enough to accommodate that big a show. That was, well, they, that was probably 15 years ago. So mm. the, uh, Flogging Molly weren't as big as they were. I think the first album had just come out or something. But that was a great show. They had it upstairs. The floor was actually bouncing. It was actually a little scary because the floor <laughs> was bouncing. up. Uh, they had it upstairs. Um, and uh yeah that was a that was the last show i went to there i don't think they still have punk shows there they still have the occasional gig there i see things advertised but it's mm. normally like 80s 80s best of the 80s cover bands you know what i, I mean say, that, i that haven't kind seen of thing. any band that i follow that has been playing over there dude wrigleyville is now is just insanely yeah, it's, ridi- it's ridiculous it is completely yuppified and it's all yeah. like 18 19 20 year olds uh so it's you know those best of the 80s nights are just super fucking popular i know yeah well they have those here too and i've been to this is a club in town called the intersection the big room holds like 1500 people it's a great it's a lot of metal shows i mean that's grand Rapids is a big metal town and I remember going to see some good bands and they drew like 500 or whatever. And then the following weekend for a friend's birthday, we went over there for the mega eighties, which is just this eighties cover band. And the place was sold out and everybody's freaking out for over all these 80 songs. And I was just so disgusted a that people appreciate these cover bands more than the real, real bands. Mm-hmm. And B that just because it came out when you're a kid doesn't mean it's good. I'm sorry. Electric Avenue is not a good song, even if you remember <laughs> it fondly. It sucks. It's stupid. I'm going to rock down. Do well, there's no quality control. Avenue. You know what I mean? It's like, yep. oh, I remember that. Well, I remember it too. But remembering something is not a, it doesn't not make it quality or not quality. Okay, Careless Whisper. <laughs> exactly. Now, that was a good song. That's a type of hook. That's, that's a survived. classic. That's a 35-year-old hook that lasts forever. Don't have to be good to be a classic. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, Eddie Grant was uh, in an original ska band called The Equals, right? Really? I'm sure they yeah, were terrible, they, too. They, no, they were. They did the, the Clash. Uh, they did Police on My Back, and the, which The Clash later covered on Sandinista. So there you go. There's some history for you. Oh, they were the original band that did. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's actually one of the yeah. few good songs on Santa Nista. Yeah, yeah, it's a good song. Um, so you've learned something today, everybody. Now you, you learn little... about you learned about colonoscopies, you learned about the clash doing cover songs. Yeah. I am just a fountain of misinformation, aren't I? Exactly. Hey, you're, his his butt is a fountain of, of brown <laughs> it, liquid. It was, it was for six <laughs> hours or eight hours, whatever. That was that was disgusting. Um, so your last your last uh, song or songs tonight i'm assuming no i'm just gonna because... do the one i'm gonna do the oh. one but well listen man i'm sort of waffling on it now because i think it's a fun song and i like it but i've always kind of uh like avoided songs that i feel like uh fan the fa- fan the flames of racial hatred 
I think uh, I think uh, I think our crowd is uh, strong enough. Well, but it. it's funny. So just for for reference, because I'm sure this, I'm sure Neil will will edit this and get this up asap since we're running a little since we haven't been cranking out the episodes very fast um but it is 9-11 day it's been 20 20 years since the whole yep since twin powers thing yep 20 years of disastrous foreign policy 20 years of domestic spying 20 years of crap caused by this one incident and uh where three thousand people died and how many who knows how many people have died because of it that being said, you know, 20 years ago, I was angry too. I wanted to drop bombs. I get it. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's ironic, right? Like right now we're finally pulling out of Afghanistan. It's an absolute disaster. I think it was bound to be a disaster. I don't think it had to be quite as big a disaster as it was, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I don't Middle, know. Middle East is a quagmire. Now, uh, not going into it too much, but. Yeah, uh, exactly. I don't, I, like I said, we don't, we don't want to get too political. And it is a quagmire. And we should have known that 20 years ago. Yeah. Well, we sh- after yeah, watching should've... Russia fight with Afghanistan for 30 years, uh, it's just, uh, don't get me we've, we've known it. We've known it since the end of the fucking first world war. That the exactly. I bet you we've known it longer than that, but um, you know, we don't, we don't learn. Government doesn't learn. That's something they can't, can't seem to do. So. Um, where were you? 9-11, just out of interest. You, were, you would have been um, a 25-year-old or something, right? An angry 25 uh, 28, yes. 28, yeah. Neil. would have okay. been 28. Um, I had just, my daughter, Alex, had just been born in June. Mm-hmm. So I had a two-year-old little boy, and I had a baby girl. And I was driving a uniform truck. That was my job. I drove a truck, and I was way up north. Like, I lost the radio like the local radio and I got up North and my contact person said, you got to see this. And we were all sort of standing around watching the TVs and it was the most bizarre thing. I had this little family. All I wanted to do was go home and wrap my arms around my wife and kids. And uh, yeah, my wife was also at work and I finished my day like every other day, just sort of in a state of shock. And I was able to get back, into some reception and listen to Howard Stern a little bit who yeah that was crazy right he, yeah he, had like he, a bird, a bird's eye view. on the air yeah yeah Howard was on uh FM radio here in GR at that time one of my uh, broadcasting heroes Howard Stern even though I think he's become a super huge wuss now uh definitely one of my broadcasting heroes so yeah I was actually working downtown Chicago at that point and um we just got downtown to work uh, in a publishing place and it was probably about for me nine o'clock was it like nine in the morning eight in the morning for me so it would have been like an hour later for you um and got into work and everyone's huddled around the tv and it was like oh shit you know no one knew what was happening but then they said there was still planes in the air and they thought one was headed towards chicago so Mm. chicago was both chicago was basically closed down the airspace around chicago was closed down there were supposedly fighter jets in the air and everybody was sent home so um we ended up driving a bunch of people home from work you know people that would normally take the train because the trains were absolutely fucking ridiculous the l trains obviously were just Mm. jammed because everybody basically the city was evacuated because like i said there was an imminent threat and uh so we ended up driving like six people home and Mm. uh, it was just a weird day lydia was one year old just like you it was uh it was and then nobody knew exactly who to blame or what the fuck was going on now for me um being from england in the uh you know in the 70s throughout the 70s you know the ira was bombing mainland britain all the time so it didn't seem that big of a deal to me but um obviously obviously it was 
but uh well, you know, our ge- geography wise you know we, we'd fought in two world wars like everybody else we've had all these done a lot of the same things as europe but the fact of the matter is we never had that immediacy you know what i mean right. Ge- yeah. we'd always managed to be untouched yeah and i think that's one of the problems with modern warfare is we don't have to suffer at all you know we send our young boys off to get shot up but we don't have to make any sacrifices at home right so but anyway yeah it's it's uh you know it's it it doesn't matter which political party is in power our foreign policy has been a disastrous mess for years and years and certainly that you know helped lead up to what was going on after the world wars like you said we sort of split up the middle east according to like natural boundaries without taking into account any sort of Yep. language groups or different religious groups because let's face it much like christianity the groups within the groups a lot of them are not friendly towards one another so it's 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 uh you know we've made a lot of our own issues no question about it it was still sad it was a sad day i i I think it was i always kind of hoped it would be the sort of defining tragedy of our generation like our parents you being english i don't know what i can't really speak to it but like my parents were little kids when jfk got shot Mm mm-hmm you know what I mean? That was like the defining tragedy of their generation. I always thought that 9-11 would be that for us, but now I'm not sure that it won't be the COVID thing. And once again, the government, you know, or government or whoever, you know, people are always, you know, taking advantage of this stuff. So the fact of the matter is like after 9-11, we bumped up the surveillance state to crazy levels and it's only gotten worse since then. And I think that we're going to have some of the same consequences from the COVID thing. People are a little scared. Well, let's protect us. Not thinking about what the long-term consequences of some of these actions could be. So. Right. Because those consequences, they were never dialed back down after, nope. after and 9-11. They never, and they never will the, be. No, that's exactly right. Yeah, like I yeah. said, the surveillance state is 10 times worse than what it was. We pushed through this bunch of legislation called the Patriot Act, which was probably not constitutional, certainly not patriotic. And we're still dealing with the consequences. Once again, doesn't matter which party is in power. Just yep. And we still have to take our growing. Keeps, and we still have keeps to keep getting bigger and uglier. So and we still have to take our shoes anyway. off when we go on planes. <laughs> exactly. Well, listen. The good news is, Neil, you're you're going to be ready when it comes time for your cavity search. You're going to be much more comfortable with it than you would have been. Be very clean. Yes. Indeed. <laughs> All right, Neil. Tell them, tell them my last song because my daughter's sitting next to me and I don't want to say the name. And then we're going to okay. we're going to let you, we're going to let you go and we're going to thank you for listening. We're going to try to improve our production a little bit here coming up. So up dis, dis, despite despite Tom's uh, very uh, very uh, approached. Um... <laughs> explanation of what was happening in the middle east and stuff you know he's, that's dis- despite that his you think song, the song's gonna wipe out all the goodwill yeah, that i think built. so yeah all the good really made from that it is it is very level-headed approach uh this song is by stormtroopers of death and it's called fuck the middle east <laughs> There you go from their classic speak English or die album. But the thing is, you know, the thing was with a song like that, obviously it's not a woke song, right? It's not a song that. Oh, it's not woke. No. (laughs) Well, but you wouldn't want to, I mean, I don't think you're going to stand behind that song and say, you know, I truly believe what this song means, but I think there's something about writing a song in frustration 
you don't, you know what I mean? You can, you can, you can express a feeling, express a, an anger about something and know you're wrong even about the sentiment, but you can still, you know, it is what it is. It's just a fun song. Well, the funny thing is when was that written? I mean, that wasn't mid after mid 9-11, 80s. obviously. Mid so, no, mid eighties. Yeah. 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 So, so I wonder what the, uh, I wonder what the, the uh, impetus for that song was. I mean, obviously we've been, we've been fucking in the middle East for a long time. Right. So I'm assuming there must've been some kind of, yeah, exactly. Some, something. Well, and you know, and, and I'm not, you know i'm you know i'm not a tree hugger but the fact of the matter is i love the idea of you know the less oil dependence we have in the middle east the more we're able to be free of all those entanglements i'm all for it i mean i don't i don't know that i'm going to be the first guy driving the electrical electric car well i know i'm not but uh you know let's get out of that area let's stop being dependent on the on that area and let them do their own thing and we'll do our own thing yeah we can talk about the electric car thing on the next episode maybe there you go. um so anyway so yeah so that was uh so that was our enlightened you know enlightened conversation so you like i said you know we we did do a male like health uh episode (laughs) so i think that more than makes up for you know one song that's yeah um so but just out of interest stormtroopers of death who who was in that band i know it was like a mega band It it was a couple of guys from uh, so Billy Milano was the singer who went on to form MOD method of destruction, who we played also great, 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 very politically incorrect band. He always sort of writes his songs in character. A lot of yeah. people are like, Oh, Billy Milano is a big racist, whatever. But I, he always sort of writes a song and songs in character in a, like a, a character. So I, I don't know where, which one is Billy Milano, which one is the, which one is the Sergeant sure. D or whatever. I don't yeah. know. Um, but it was Dan Lilkner. I think his name is pronounced. who's the original bass player for Anthrax and, scott ian the guitar player for anthrax and maybe the drummer too charlie Monante. i don't know but it was yeah a bunch of guys from anthrax and billy milano okay put out a great great album in the mid 80s and then they came back with another one in the mid 90s called bigger than the devil which was also really good oh interesting but yeah they were definitely more a little more on the metal edge so yeah like i said i'm I'm sure everybody's very disgusted with me today i played two post grunge songs a metal (laughs) song (laughs) anyway and you got you got your George Michael song in there. Yeah, well. we got George so Michael. Yeah, go. it, well, yeah. and it was the fact of the matter is, like I said, we've been having a lot of technical technical frustrations. So I hope this comes out good, and it's it's actually was was good to catch up and yep. fun fun to talk to everybody. So yeah, everybody have a have a nice one. We will uh, we'll come back to you soon. Like I said, we're gonna try to ramp up our production a little bit. Will we? I don't know. We're gonna try. Well, I think Zoom was I think Zoom was actually a better thing than. Um than than skype i think it deals with it deals with the cutouts better because i think the cutouts are something to do with the with the wi-fi over there i think so we'll try and work on that a little bit but i think zoom deals with it better than skype does because skype just completely fucking drops it yeah and and we we do have a little bit of work to do as far as figuring out how to do the zoom thing with guests so Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, you know, you're going to get limited time when you have more than two people. Well, so, I, there's yeah. a lot of people, uh, we have some bigger, bigger name guests that we're still working on. And we definitely have a lot of sort of, you know, the kind of classic people running little record labels, things like that, that I'm sure would be more than thrilled to come on. So yeah, we shall see. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Listen, thanks. Thanks everybody for listening. It's been, an, yep. been enjoyable as usual. Yep. So everybody stay free. Keep a little marketing hot. Catch you on the flip side, everybody. <laughs>